You're listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, a podcast for professionals responsible for the safety and well-being of their employees. Each episode features an interview with a leader in employee safety to discuss how to protect your employees from a wide array of threats, from severe weather to a global pandemic. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Employee Safety Podcast. I'm Peter Steinfeld. Meteorologist Jason Moreland is back today for the second episode of our 2022 weather series. This time, his focus is on wildfire season. As Jason will explain, referring to wildfire season as a specific time of year may no longer be accurate. Recently, we've seen more fires throughout the calendar year, which adds another level of complexity for organizations when it comes to their wildfire preparedness and response plans and how to keep their people safe. Jason will walk you through what to expect this summer and beyond, offer some tips and best practices for mitigating risks, and share the best resources to keep you informed. Let's listen in. Jason, generally speaking, what are the most important things for organizations to know about wildfires? (laughs) Peter, great question. Don't even know where to start with that one. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of information to go over for sure. But the best way I can probably put it is, you know, there is a significant increase in wildfire activity being observed over the recent years. And it's becoming increasingly clear that wildfire season is now a year-round threat. And trends within the data also suggest that wildfires will continue to grow both in volume and severity. And the impacts of wildfires can extend far away from the actual fire line. So there's a multitude of fire weather related threats that business owners should consider. And one of those isn't even so much weather related, but also the fact that you may have a bunch of employees that are moving farther out of the main city limits into the wildland urban interface. And that's also compounding the fire weather risk that we're seeing each and every year. So how has wildfire season changed over the past few years? According to the National Interagency Fire Center, or NIFSI, it was common for two to four million acres to burn annually in the early 80s. However, since around 2010, those numbers have since skyrocketed. So for example, we're commonly seeing between five to 10 million acres burned per year. And in 2020 and 2021, the more recent fire seasons, those have really been no exception with 10 million and 7 million acres burned during those years. Also last year, NIFSI announced that the nation had reached the preparedness level five, which is the highest level on a five-tier scale during the middle of July. And what's important about that is this was the earliest level five announcement in over a decade. And these types of announcements are important because they indicate when there are several ongoing major fire incidents that fire crews are responding to, And once we get up to that level five threshold, that means there is the chance at least of national fire response efforts becoming exhausted. I know at one point last year, there were over 30 to 32,000 firefighters assigned to different fires across the country, and that was an all-time record. And then one other point to consider is that many of these wildland firefighters have reached the point of exhaustion after going through one record fire season after another. And also while not completely climate related, There is another factor to consider, and that is going to be the rapid increase in popularity of remote work, along with the ability to work in more of these uh, rural locations far removed from traditional city limits. So the Wadland Urban Interface, as it's called, is basically just a fancy name for the transition zone between undeveloped wildlands and the human development. And so with that shrinking barrier or area between where the more populated areas are concentrated and some of these more vulnerable wildfire regions, uh, we're seeing more people moving into areas that are 
at severe to uh, increasingly severe risk of rapidly spreading wildfires. Are there two or three core factors that are contributing to this increase in the amount of wildfires? Or is it not that simple? Yeah, so one of the biggest issues that we've had the last few years is that we're in the middle of a long-term drought. Uh, Across the western U.S., it's being considered a mega drought. Uh, For 22 years, we've had well below average activity in terms of rainfall. Some of those years in between have been exceptions, but it's just the long duration of these drier-than-normal conditions that have really taken into effect. And there have been some studies conducted where as much as 19% of the ongoing drought is related to human-induced climate change. And so this is something that we're actively keeping in the back of our minds when producing seasonal weather forecasts. It is incredibly dry going into what's likely to be an extremely volatile wildfire season during the summer and fall months. So really, the main takeaway here is that it's not just the wildfires that are an issue. We also have severe problems with the water supply across much of the western U.S. Another example to consider in late April, the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California declared a water shortage for the first time ever. And so in a press conference, the officials noted that the water shortage was an unprecedented crisis and that there isn't enough water supply to counter the anticipated demand through the rest of 2022. In looking ahead, I really don't see any notable signs of improvement. The latest seasonal drought outlook from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center calls for persistent drought conditions through at least the end of July for nearly the entire Western US and the Western High Plains. And a worsening of drought conditions is likely going to be observed across parts of southern and western Texas, north central Colorado, northern Idaho, western Montana, and other parts of the mid-Missouri Valley out across the central U.S. As our listeners think about, will this affect me or the people I'm responsible for, if you picture the United States, is there like a, a generally speaking imaginary line where wildfires kind of extend from the west coast all the way to point X? And if so, what is that? Where does it break off and people past that don't really have to be too concerned about it? Well, I would say that the greatest focus, rightly so, is along the western high plains from, if you think about on the map, western areas of Texas, northward through western Oklahoma, on into the central and northern plains, and then points west of there, including the Rockies, uh, the Four Corners region, on into the Great Basin and much of the west coast. That's basically the area that people may think of as the traditional wildfire region for the United States. But even as we saw earlier in 2022, you can have significant wildfire activity that extends well into the Midwest U.S., Southeast U.S., and so on. So the wildfire threat isn't something that's exclusive to the Western U.S. alone. What are the potential impacts of wildfires on businesses and their employees? So we already know about some of the more direct impacts, like the potential for loss of life and also damage to the businesses themselves. But some factors that are often overlooked is going to be your deterioration of air quality. And sometimes these air quality issues can travel several states beyond the origination point of where these fires are taking place. Plenty of times in 2021, for example, we saw massive wildfires out across the Pacific Northwest, and the smoke plumes associated with these fires were dispersed all the way into eastern Canada, portions of the northeast U.S., and there were air quality alerts across several of the big cities within the northeast. So this isn't just a local issue. This is impacting the entire lower 48. And maybe a little bit closer to the fires, there's also the issue of limited visibility due to the widespread smoke that's in place. And one of the often warning types that we see from the National Weather Service across the west are things like dust storm warnings. But In a similar fashion, it's the wildfire smoke that can severely restrict visibility and cause major travel complications on the highways out there. 
And so even though evacuations may be a fairly localized situation, it's these indirect impacts that can be widespread and should also be taken into consideration. Are there things people can do to prepare their locations and people for wildfires? Absolutely. For both homeowners, renters, and business owners, everyone can basically review their insurance policies. It's good to ensure that we have the maximum level of coverage possible. Now, across the Western United States, it's also important to note that many states have adopted a ready, set, go approach to wildfire preparation. And it can really be simplified like this. So in the ready stage, that's often the period well before there's any talk of a threatening wildfire. And it's during the ready stage that all property owners are encouraged to work on defensible space or a buffer zone around their business or their property. And this begins by removing all dry brush and vegetation within five feet of your structure or the immediate zone. And additionally, all trees should be trimmed to ensure that any branches are at least 10 feet away from the structure within this more immediate zone. And it's also incredibly important to make sure that your gutters are kept clean. Most people may be unaware of this fact, but it's really the flying embers that are responsible for 90% of all ignitions. It's not the primary fire front that, you know, it's often the thing that's observed most often on the news. You see the impressive video of the wildfire coming towards these communities, but it's the flying embers that can travel several miles away from the primary fire that's responsible for a lot of the ignition. And consider replacing all vents with an ember-resistant vent because insulation of hard surfaces, for example, like concrete and gravel, those sorts of things will significantly reduce the potential for rapid fire spread around your business. Beyond the more immediate zone, similar measures should be taken within the intermediate 5 to 30 foot zone as well, and even areas that extend as much as 100 feet away from your property. Ideally, large trees should be spaced a minimum of 10 feet apart to avoid spread, and all trees and shrubs should be well-maintained. It's also best to frequently mow and water the lawn, if at all possible. And then finally, as we get closer to being within the ready stage, everyone should also consider assembling an emergency go kit, because being at the ready stage means that there could be an imminent threat and mandatory evacuations could be announced at any time. In fact, there's quite a lot of situations in which we go from ready stage straight to go, and sometimes these wildfires just cannot be foreseen with any advance notice. And finally, once we do get to that level three go, that means that anyone left within that local area should by any means evacuate immediately, follow the directions of local law enforcement. And during these situations, it's also imperative to keep multiple means of communication with family, friends, and colleagues throughout this ordeal. And as part of your wildfire evacuation plan, you should set up an area in which everyone is designated to go to. So that way there's no confusion as to where people may be at times of you know, high uncertainty as to what's happening during a fluid situation. Uh, super valuable advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You've certainly given us a lot to think about as the weather gets hotter and drier. Absolutely. This is definitely a subject that I feel passionate about. I feel like the wildfire threat is going to be with us for years to come, especially across the Western and Central U.S. And this is a topic that I feel like deserves as much education as possible uh, within the broader community. So Absolutely. If there's any questions, feel free to reach out anytime. I'm constantly checking my messages on LinkedIn. You can also send me an email if that's a more convenient avenue. My email address is jason.morland at alertmedia.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jason. He's going to be back later this year to give us a special update on winter weather. So be on the lookout for that episode in a few months. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe to future episodes at Alert Media's website or follow it on your favorite podcast player. 
You can also give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a safe week, everyone. Alert Media is changing the way your leaders and response teams connect and communicate effectively when seconds matter. We provide our customers with a comprehensive solution for monitoring threats around the world and deploying fast, effective emergency communication. You need a panic-proof solution for high-stakes moments. In just a few clicks, your team can send a multi-channel notification to an impacted group of people and confirm their safety immediately. When employee safety is at stake, don't just communicate. Connect and confirm with a robust emergency communication solution. Visit alertmedia.com for more information. You've been listening to the Employee Safety Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.